It's time to get educated about everything Bachelor. It's time for the Bachelor Degree. Here are your hosts, Jill Morgan and Maddie Moore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Bachelor Degree. We are here to set you up for your degree in all things Bachelor Nation. Once again, I'm your host, Jill Morgan, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Maddie Moore. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are back for another episode, and we have a lot in store for this episode, so I'm super excited um, to kind of jump right into it. And um, so if you guys listened to our episode last week, um, we had a very special announcement that we have a partnership now with Adam and Eve. And it was super, super exciting to tell you guys that we're going to be promoting it a bunch um, on our Instagram as well. But our partnership with Adam and Eve is bringing you guys 10 free gifts plus free shipping on any order from adamandeve.com when you use our offer code DEGREE. And today, we honestly just can't believe that we have another special announcement for you guys. And this one is super, super exciting for us as well, um, because it's kind of like hits close to home, I think, for Jill and I a bit. So um, Jill, do you want to kind of announce it, I guess? (laughs) Sure. So we have another exciting announcement. This podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. So we're also partnering up. <laughs> we're partnering up with BetterHelp. I mean, it's it's perfect for the both of us because um, Maddie has gone to therapy. I'm currently in therapy. I actually, as you're speaking, went to therapy this morning, and it's almost like my two year anniversary of going to therapy, and it has done so many beneficial things for my life. Like I can't recommend it enough it's amazing it was honestly life-changing so we're so happy to be partnering partnering with BetterHelp and we hope that they help you as well yeah I mean Jill and I are definitely huge advocates for putting your mental health first it's so important um whether you you feel like you need it or not I honestly always say I think everyone could benefit from being in therapy and like Jill said um Throughout parts of my life, I was in therapy and it was super beneficial to kind of getting me back on the right track. Um, So we are really, really excited to have this sponsorship with BetterHelp. And yes, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what exactly is therapy? It's whatever, honestly, you guys want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress either. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you honestly deserve to be happy. Now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. Yeah, this is the super exciting part, I think, about BetterHelp. It's a customizable online therapy. So it's all online and it offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to go see someone in person and you don't even have to see them on camera if you don't want to. Yes, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under just 48 hours. That's honestly so crazy. I mean, 48 hours and you guys can be receiving help. So you can join millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really all about. And it's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. Yes. And this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the bachelor degree listeners. Yes, you guys will get 10% off the, your first month at betterhelp.com slash degree. 
Yeah, guys, 10% off. And that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash degree, D-E-G-R-E-E. So we're super, super excited. And we hope you guys enjoy 10% off. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone kind of enjoys this next journey on for therapy. I think it's going to be really exciting. Yes, we're so happy to give this to you guys. So on to our episode, we are so excited to have another guest from Bachelor Nation on this week. We spoke with Elizabeth Presta, who was on Nick Vial's season of The Bachelor and is now happily married with a baby. She shares with us a lot of behind the scenes information from her season about producer manipulation. So make sure you listen to the entire episode for our interview with her at the end. It's honestly some very interesting stuff that she shared with us and I think that you guys will really really enjoy so make sure to stay tuned for that yeah definitely I feel like she was kind of our one of our first guests who really like opened up about specific um instances where there was producer manipulation or at least like told us a little bit more about it than some other people have and I mean, it, yeah. it honestly was heartbreaking to hear some of the things that did happen to her while she was on her season. And um, we hope you guys can, you know, kind of listen to that and also hear about what's going on in her life right now. So she was awesome. And we just want to thank her again for being on our podcast. Yes. All right. Should we get into the episode? Honestly, yes. I feel like there's like a lot to talk about here. And I just, I, I want to get your thoughts because Jill and I have not talked about the episode at all. Um, sometimes we like text about it, but we have not talked about it yet. So I want to get your just first impressions, I guess, on the episode as a whole. All I have to say is tears, tears, and more tears. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah. No, it was crazy. I mean, we sort of mentioned, discussed this off the air, but the first part of it, the way it started was really weird how like Caitlin sort of came in and was like, guys, you can't like masturbate for 24 hours or whatever, or a week. So it was just, I was like, are we on too hot to handle? This is very strange. I'm confused. Like, where did this come from? I don't know. It was kind of just odd, I guess, to start off the episode that way. I honestly thought it was so weird too. And it kind of like, it came out of left field. Like this wasn't something that like they had talked about previously. It was just all of a sudden they start the episode and and Katie's like, I want to put basically this like masturbation ban on them. And I'm like, like, what is this doing for anyone? It was, it was very confusing. Came very out of left field. I, I, I still am thinking like, I'm very confused. I don't know, because then it, I don't think it was discussed ever again later in the episode. So Blake was the only one it? that brought it up. So Blake oh. was the only one in his like little one-on-one with Katie. He right. said, um, basically like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing well on the band type of thing. Like I, I've failed like three times. And I'm like, okay, so then if no one's like actually like tracking these guys then like what's the point is it for her to like hope that they fail because she wants them to masturbate or like does she hope that they can last to like prove to her that they're like in it for her yeah no it was just very strange because like you said only Blake mentioned it and there's not a little Lana sitting around like catching people who's masturbating and who's not so right like I was like no one has like cameras on them like this is really weird 
<laughs> but yeah, there's no cameras in the bedrooms or, you know, just like all over the resort. So what's the point? But whatever, it was irrelevant. Should we just go straight to the one-on-one date with Justin? I honestly think we should. Um, you guys know, I absolutely love Justin. I think he's <laughs> so amazing. And I do think that like, he's just really, really funny. So I was super excited for this date. And I think it was like a lot more serious than I expected it to be. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be a little bit more playful, but I was like a little disappointed that it was exactly the same date that Tasha and Zach went on like last season. No, it was ridiculous. I'm so over them repeating dates, like come up with some new stuff. I get that they're very limited on budget and time and, you know, they don't have as many resources because they're in a bubble with COVID and everything, but like they're, they should be creative people. You know, they probably went to a communication school. They probably have some creative juices flowing. So come up with something new. Like we don't need to see the same dates over and over again, or else it becomes super monotonous and it has, and I'm losing interest, especially because I really am starting to like her guys. And I hate that these repetitive dates are overshadowing my thoughts on them because all I can focus on is the dates and not who they are as people yeah I completely agree and I feel like um I also just don't like that date in general because I don't like that they have to pretend that they're getting married like the the point of the show is to literally get married at the or get engaged at the end so like why are they pretending to like tell each other their vows and stuff isn't it bad luck though to like put on a wedding dress before you're supposed to? <laughs> yeah, and also like write vows for someone that like could potentially be your husband, but also could very well not be. It just makes no sense. I really didn't like it. And like you said, I really like Justin. He's a meme and a half. Like just all the faces he makes <laughs> throughout the episodes are priceless. So I love him for that. But I was so over this wedding date and like yeah no it's just a no (laughs) yeah I mean I definitely agree I think it's just I'm I'm getting sick and tired of some of these dates that we're seeing over and over again and like you said it it very well could be a COVID bubble type of thing like they just don't have the resources to come up with these spectacular dates that we're used to seeing but I feel like they could do something a little bit different um but I mean I did really think that the date went well. I I don't know if I see Justin as like a top competitor no, though. I don't see the spark. I when it was really interesting to learn more about Katie and I didn't did you know about her like biological father that story? No, I, no. Yeah. So that was really interesting to learn about. And like I thought Justin obviously handled himself in the situation very, very well. I just didn't feel it between them or feel the spark um I mean he's a great guy but yeah I don't see him being in her final four um possibly like goes home next week before hometowns I completely agree I I think that the date went well enough and that they had a good enough connection for her to keep him but I don't think he's going to be moving forward much longer I think he'd be awesome on paradise though so I Mm -hmm. think that'll probably happen next week But yeah, it was really interesting to hear about her dad um, and, you know, that kind of, I really liked Justin's response. I thought that he handled it very well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely another thing that we're learning about Katie, which I really love because she is being so open and vulnerable with these guys that yeah. sometimes we don't often see that with a lead being very open. Right. I feel like this is the most we've ever learned about a lead because usually during the one-on-one dates, it's more so the cast member that open ups, but opens up. But I feel like Katie has been being, has been so open with these guys and I've loved getting to know her more as a person because we obviously didn't get to learn a lot about her during um, Matt season. So it's been really nice to hear more about her. Yeah, exactly. It has been. So I say we jump right into the group date. Um, I, I wasn't a fan of this group date. No, it really wasn't anything special. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the drag queens. I actually love Shea Coulee because did you watch the um, RuPaul that yes. season with us and I literally okay. was trying to figure out I was like okay like what season of RuPaul were these um drag queens on because they looked kind of familiar and I was like I know that I've watched a couple seasons with you and Taylor one of our other friends um but I was like I, cu- I couldn't like figure it out if we had watched them on their seasons or not yeah no I remember Shea Kuei. I don't remember um the other drag queen but yeah it was just it was an overall weird date usually this is a date that's in like the second or third episode, not the sixth episode. Like it just felt very out of place. I mean, the idea just wasn't really executed and it was more so just a roast on Hunter and I'm really over his antics. So I was kind of just not having the date as a whole. (laughs) Yeah, I I completely Um, agree that I felt like it could have been a week two or three type of date. And it was really weird the way that some guys acted and the way that other guys acted. Like Greg writing a poem about how much he's like into Katie just felt super weird. I'm like, okay, that's not what today's supposed to be about. Yeah. And, no. and then of course we see Aaron, Trey and James like go after Hunter. Like we knew that was going to happen. Right. There, there was no point. It was super, super dumb. We learn more and more that Hunter is just a super fan of the show. He's predicting his top four, like yada, yada, yada. It, it was just weird stuff. Yeah. Some very weird stuff. Um, to say the least. Yeah. I, I don't got much to say about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was just also weird, like Hunter's response to all of the roasting that was happening. Oh, like, yeah. to be honest, I thought that he was going to kind of go at the guys. So I was a bit surprised that he mm-hmm. basically just used it as an opportunity to like profess his love for Katie, but he lied. He literally said, yeah, I'm falling in love with her. When he told the drag queens earlier, when he was getting ready, like, no, I'm not I'm not, I, I couldn't say that I'm falling in love with her at this point. Yeah. And it sucks because like, I didn't want to have like a bias with Hunter because he followed us on our Instagram. So, but now it like kind of makes sense because he gives off this like super fan persona that he knows a lot about the show. And obviously we only, we've learned time and time again that you only get one perspective from seeing the show. And we've met a lot of people who have sort of gotten a similar edit and they're super, super nice, but it kind of makes sense, like him following our podcast and him sort of knowing a lot about the show and talking about it with the guys, like it kind of just clicks together and makes makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, I honestly didn't even think about that. I forgot that he followed our pod like before the season even started. So mm-hmm. it definitely shows that he is like a super fan and really does. And I mean, hey, like there are a lot of people who 
are really big fans of the show that go on. I mean, Katie yeah. was even one of them. Like Katie was mm-hmm. a huge fan of the show and now she's a bachelorette. So right. like, I don't, I'm not like, we're not knocking super fans, but it is very kind of strange and calculated how he's like thinking about a top four already. So yeah, overall the, just the date was so weird and the cocktail party things just got even more weird. I think with kind of, it started off really well. And then of course, Trey, Aaron and James like used their time to just talk trash about Hunter. And right. I was like, when are you guys going to realize that like spending your time talking about other people is not going to advance you farther in this show. Yeah. And we know time and time again, that that's never the right thing to do. Like, that's the one thing that's like one of the rules that you're supposed to follow. You're not supposed to talk about like other men during, you know, your time with the lead. So (laughs) exactly. I mean, it's just, I get that there are moments where like it is needed if it's like something super crazy, but I just think that especially Aaron, he has gone and like targeted one person each week. And it's like, okay, this week it was Thomas. And like next week it's Hunter. And it just, I was like, really guys. And of course, you know, we see Katie like actually physically get sick from it and like start throwing up in the bathroom. And it's making me sick, right? Like first of all, I hate listening to people throw up. And I was like, oh, girlfriend, like, I hope you're okay. I know. And I was actually like eating lunch while I was watching. So it was just not a good combination. And my sandwich had like Chipotle in it and it was not doing good things for me. That's so funny. Oh my God. I was like, like, wow, I got to press pause. I know. I was like, I'm already draining. Like I can't, I can't. It was not, it was not a good combination. Um, But yeah, so obviously that leads to her like ending the cocktail party early and giving out no group date rose, which go figure. Yeah. And honestly, like I called it from the beginning. I was like, it's, it's going to be this, this, that, Matt going home. And it basically is exactly what it was because I was just like, these people have no connection with Katie. Like it is time to start weeding out the people who are just not forming those deeper connections with her. So We unfortunately see that happen in the next one-on-one, which is Connor B's date. And I don't know, like, what, what did you think going into the date? Did you think that he was going to be staying or did you think he'd be leaving? I mean, I initially thought he was going to be staying. I mean, obviously we know that the main reason for him being sent home was that there was no connection in the kiss, which has kind of been like a talking point with him throughout the beginning of the season, because everyone thought that his kick kissing mechanics were kind of weird but um no I thought he was gonna stay because obviously he's such a great guy like he doesn't get into the drama he's super sweet and just like an overall amazing guy so I thought that he's probably going to stay regardless of like the kissing being off for now so yeah and I kind of felt like they were obviously setting it up the way that they edited it was like setting it up to fail and be like okay like everything's riding on this one kiss and then they have this like magical kiss and you think like oh it went awesome and they cut to a break and then it's like she's bawling her eyes out and you're like okay I guess the kiss didn't go that well because she's breaking up with them and I I just just felt felt so bad yeah it was really sad so sad because like the whole time I was thinking is he's probably thinking oh I'm a terrible kisser And I'm like, that sucks because I feel like with a lot of relationships, it's like if, you know, there could be such an emotional, deep emotional connection, but if the physical chemistry isn't there, then that's sort of like a deal breaker for a lot of people. So I can't imagine like 
and you even hit, saw him say it out loud like am I a bad kisser like right. it's just like you think you're you're good for such and he's like older so it's like you think you're a good kisser for such a long time now he's like what the fuck <laughs> but at the same time like it just it makes me sad because I'm like oh my god I don't want that to like knock his confidence down because like just because Katie didn't feel with him like doesn't mean someone else isn't gonna feel with him right but it was just like this kind of awkwardness and to be honest with you like even I know that she kept saying oh he like checks a lot of boxes and I think he does but I thought it was pretty evident during their date with Caitlin and Jason that like they weren't clicking very much no it was the vibes were not there like I don't know I, I maybe he was just really really nervous I don't know what it was but yeah no it just I didn't see the connection as much as I did in the beginning of the season and um yeah I just I, I feel really bad because I do love Connor and I feel like the way Katie kind of worded it about the kiss was a little weird and made him think like oh I am a bad kisser but I just think she was trying to say like, you know, the sparks weren't between us, but that doesn't mean it's not between you and someone else. So yeah, yeah. I felt really bad. <laughs> I know it was. And I think that obviously you could tell she felt so bad. Like she was crying and he was crying. And I just was like, I felt like this was our first like pretty sad breakup. Like, I don't think any of the breakups yeah. so far have been like emotional where it's that one-on-one -on -one time where he's asking like what went wrong. And, and like, this was the first one. And and this was actually kind of crazy that I think this was the first one-on-one -on -one date where someone got sent home and they went back to the guys to say goodbye or like we were privy to it. So true, true. Yeah. 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 So I think, you know, you could see that he had such a deep bond, with probably more of a deep bond with the guys than with Katie, especially, Literally. Greg. especially Greg. I saw so many memes on Twitter that were like, like the breakup between Greg and Connor was worse than the breakup between Katie and Connor. No, honestly, like their romance is just so adorable. I love them together more than I love him and Katie together. Like for team sure. Greg and Connor for the win. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I immediately when I thought like when I saw that he was going back into the house, I was like, Greg is going to lose his mind. And Greg was crying. Honestly, a ton of the guys were crying. And I was Trey. like, that just kind of speaks to the character like of Connor though. And like how much the guys really did love him. It would just be so weird if he was our teacher. Cause he, I mean, he gives off math teacher vibes. So like, for sure, for sure. Like yeah. I was just like, oh, uh, I, I don't know. I just felt really bad for him. But yeah, so I mean, overall it was just like a super sad breakup. Definitely the, the saddest we've seen so far. Yeah. But then what did you think of Blake coming in with his little say anything moment? Oh my God. Like that, that has been teased for such a long time. And like, it was honestly just ridiculous. Like we know that the producers went up to Blake and was like, hey, here's a boom box. Go outside her balcony and hold it up in the air and make it look like say anything. And of course it was Blake out of anyone else because if it gets back to the house that he went to go see her, that's gonna be more and more drama. So I'm not exactly. surprised it was Blake. If it, if it wasn't Blake, I'm sure it would have been Greg if Blake wasn't there. Yeah, but it, yeah. Honestly, First of all, the boombox looked like a fishing tackle box. I was like, I'm sorry, whose boombox looks like that? Like, what is that? Literally. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that is not a boombox. And second of all, like, 
like you said, it was the total producer setup type of thing. And it was like, I also was kind of laughing because for the longest time, we thought that that's how he entered. Like we thought yes. that, that was his entrance. When they were teasing yes. that, we were like, oh my God, like he comes to the window. But no, like we obviously see that it wasn't. And right. um, I just felt like Katie really loved it. And they definitely have like a super physical connection with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kiss was steaming. Oh my God, it was crazy. Yeah, I think it might just be like a lust, lustuous relationship. I I don't know if how far it's going to go. I think he does have top four potential, but I don't know if she's going to pick him in the end. I honestly have no clue who she's going to pick at this point. I really don't. I know, same, because there's so many top contenders, and I think that she's forming like very deep connections with multiple men, which isn't mm-hmm doesn't normally happen I would I would say and so yeah I definitely felt like the Blake moment really made him stand out to her more and I think that she has really strong feelings for him Mm -hmm. um and then we go kind of right into the rose ceremony because Mm -hmm. Katie cancels the cocktail party she says like she knows the right you know what she wants to do and what's the right decision for her and what did you think when she called Hunter's name first um well, I kind of thought like she was going to send him home then and there. Well, I don't know. I mean, obviously, initially, I was like, oh, he's getting the first rose. What the heck? But I thought when she did call him, they were having that kind of conversation. I thought, oh, he's getting sent home. Like, he's not going to go back in. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm over yeah. under He goes home anyway. But right. Yeah. It was weird, though, that I'm like, okay, why did she pull him for a chat for then – for us to then not see the conversation like we saw a bit of it but we didn't get to see any of his response and then right he goes back in and stands there and like and they basically start the rose ceremony over again and I'm like that just seems weird I felt like she could she should have taken the opportunity like right before the rose ceremony to do that yeah. and maybe send him home I don't know but obviously I'm glad to see that he's gone I don't think he was there for the right reasons I don't think they had a good enough connection and Mm -hmm. um I also I honestly think all of her decisions of the guys she sent home was good we saw Aaron go home James go home Trey and then Hunter yeah yeah um I think the second half of the season is so unnecessary like they don't really need to be happening I just I find them to be such a waste of time um like because I feel like at that point the leads have kind of made up their mind so I feel like cocktail parties are really only necessary episodes one through five and then six through ten or twelve like they can be cut there it's just it's so unnecessary I don't really care like unless there's a really important conversation to be had but I feel like the leads usually know what they're going to do at that point and it's dumb and a waste of time definitely I would agree I think that like you said I mean their minds are pretty much made up the dates kind of like tell it all so um, yeah, I definitely think that she made the right decision, but I was kind of surprised that Brendan's got a rose. Like I was like, why is this man still here? No. Yeah. Brendan doesn't need to be there. I'm honestly surprised Aaron stayed for this long. I mean, same with all of the guys, uh, the guys that went home are, were like the last bit of irrelevancy for me. Like there's still a few that, you know, I don't need to see like, um, Brendan, but yeah, I think we're getting, it's crazy that we went from 10 to six. Like, it just seems like such a big um, drop. So it's crazy that in two weeks, we're going to be at hometowns. Like, 
already. It's just, it seems like it's going so, so fast. And I Mm -hmm. was just like writing down. So who do we have left? We have Greg, who I think is definitely a top Mm -hmm. contender, though. I do have this feeling that his insecurities are going to get in the way of their relationship. Mm. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And that makes me sad. (laughs) Same, same. And then we have Andrew S who I think she definitely has a good relationship with. They had a really awesome one-on-one date. Then we have mm-hmm. our freaking lovely, lovely, lovely Michael A, who I just, I just want to like put him in my pocket and keep him there forever. Know, like he's just so literally. amazing. Though yeah. I do think he will be getting his heart broken. Yeah, hundred percent. And then Mike P, which I just, I think he gets, I think he gets a one-on-one next week. But I think he go, he's gonna go next week. I don't see him. I don't know because. I'm looking at who we have left. I'm like trying to, oh, okay. Yeah. I think the final four will be Greg, Andrew S, Michael A, and Blake. I completely agree. I would, I think that next week we're going to see either Mike P, Justin, or Brendan go home, potentially all three of them. Well, it would be all three because then the following week is hometowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's crazy. So we're going to be down to four, probably. So it's literally, I feel like if I had to guess, it's between Greg or Blake at this point. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, she she really likes Andrew S., but for some reason, I don't see, I see it more as a friendship than a romantic connection. Yeah, definitely. And it looks like the highlights for next week are kind of crazy. It seems like um, Mike... I think Mike P gets a one-on-one and it looks like Greg gets another one-on-one. That makes me happy. (laughs) And you know what? To be honest with you, I think that she gives one to Greg instead of Brendan because she knows that she doesn't really have much of a connection Mm -hmm. with Brendan. And I think because Greg seems like he really needs that reassurance and she kind of picked up on that this episode. Yeah. I mean, Brendan is giving me like Abigail vibes where, um, but besides the fact that he's not as much of a standout, but just the fact that he's there from the beginning and he doesn't, he kind of gets dragged along and never gets a one-on-one. So it's giving me that sort of feeling like Abigail got in her season. Definitely. So we will have to wait and see until next week and see who her top four are going to be. I can't believe we're already to this point in her season. Um, but I'm super excited to see. So yeah, do we, um, for our Bachelor News segment, obviously you guys have seen um, the Bachelor in Paradise cast has been announced. And I don't know, Jill, should we like run through the names? Or yeah, should I'm pulling we... it up right now. Okay. So yeah, so we have Abigail, Brendan. Um, I think her name is Deandra. I don't remember what season I feel like she was probably on Colton because I don't remember her really okay I thought maybe she was on that season oh was she wait was he, Honestly, see, I can't was he bachelor 24 that would make sense I guess let me look she might have been on that season wait that's her with Sarah Coffin Sarah oh Coffin? no you're right it was Colton season Colton okay yeah I was like she doesn't sound familiar um oh wait no I, it's, it's it's Peter season Oh, yes. Okay, Peter's that makes season. sense. Oh my god, that makes so Peter's much more season. sense. Okay, okay. And then Ivan, Jasenia, Joe Amabili, uh, what's his name? Oh my god. Um, Carl from this previous season. Ew. Kelsey, Weir, Kenny, 
um, Mari, uh, Marissa, Natasha, um, Noah, both the Serenas, Serena C and Serena P, Tajwan, who was on like the last Paradise, Tammy, Victoria Larson, and Victoria Paul. And then the most recent announcements from Katie's season is Aaron, Connor, James, and Trey. So, wow. It's stacked. It's, stacked it's honestly stacked. stacked between people from Tasha's season, Matt's season, and Katie's season. Right there is like an amazing cast. And then they also have a couple people scattered in from like Peter and Colton's season and a few others. So that's mm-hmm. stacked. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be so, so good. I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're super excited for Paradise and we'll have yeah. all the tea for you guys um, as we find it out. Yeah, I already saw one spoiler though and I'm really sad about it. Oh no, my mom literally already knows all the spoilers. I'm like, I, I just, I'm trying not to look at any of the spoilers. I know, I refuse to like believe anything I see. So I'm just gonna choose to ignore it. <laughs> yes, honestly, so... All right, guys. So that was our recap. That was our news. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. It was such a fun episode. And now we're going to play for you our interview with Liz Presta. Some of you may know her ha- may know her as Liz Sandos from Nick Vile season. Again, she was such a pleasure to have. Shared a lot of interesting information. So take a listen now. All right. We are so excited to have another special guest on the show this week. She's from Nick Vile's season of The Bachelor and the host of the Miraculous Mamas podcast. Please welcome to The Bachelor degree, Elizabeth Presta. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of thanks course. for coming on. Yeah, we're super, super excited. We love having Bachelor Nation people and just kind of chatting about your time on the show and what's been going on in your life so um, since the show. And so, I mean, the first thing we want to kind of talk about is like, what did life look like for you before The Bachelor and, and before all of the, the craziness of Nick Vile's season? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had been living in Vegas for quite a while, for like 10 years, so I mean, just working, traveling a lot. I think at that point, yeah, I'd been to 31 countries. I love backpacking, um, exploring other cultures and just really living life to the fullest. I was in a couple of serious relationships. Um, Before I went on his season though, I had been single for a little over three years, like three and a half years. Um, So, I mean, I was just dating and living my best life basically. That's so awesome. I love that. And so 31 countries is insane. Is there one, I, I don't know how you pick one, but is there one that was your favorite? I, I can't pick one. I could pick like a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are the few? Uh, I would say South Africa is by far one of my most favorite countries. It's such an amazing country. You can like go diving with sharks and go on a safari and go to wine country. Like there's so many things to do there. I actually hitchhiked and backpacked there along the coast um, and did some really sketchy things. (laughs) Um, But it was, it was all fun. I, um, I planned on just going to South Africa for a week and I ended up staying for six weeks because I just fell in love with it and, um, and the people there and, uh, yeah, it was, it was such an amazing experience. 
And then another country would be Israel. Israel's like another country that has a lot of different climates in it. So you can do, it's weird because it's like this tiny country that has, it feels like it has, yeah, almost like desertish and desert-ish and tropical. And, uh, and I also, for like just the religious pieces, it was really, really cool for me to go to Jerusalem and to uh, just kind of experience like the biblical parts of it that I had like grown up learning about. So Israel is a place that if I get to one day, I would absolutely love to go back to. Uh, and then Colombia. Colombia is magical. The music, the people, the food. Um, I've been there twice and it's, I want to go again. Like I always tell my husband, like we have to go to Colombia. Like it's such, it's such a magical place. Oh my God, those all sound amazing. I definitely want to go to Israel and like go on birthright and everything. So that's definitely on my list as one of the countries. Um, so now going into the show, why did you decide to go on? And um, obviously we know you knew Jade, but did you apply or did they scout you? How did that all come about? Yeah, so I did apply. I actually made a what I thought was a really hilarious audition video. Um, and when I made it through, like after they contacted me and then I met with, uh, it was Alon at the time, he was the main um, producer. So I met with him and then I'm like, did you see my video? And he's like, no, you made a video. I'm like, what? You never even saw my hilarious marketing videos. So I think pretty much they were looking to bring me on because they needed a story. They needed something to kick it off with. Like, obviously I'd met Nick at Jade, Jade's wedding. Um, and I think they just didn't have like a dramatic star or something to like really get it going. And I obviously didn't know, but I guess he had told producers, like, I don't want anything from my past, anyone that I know, none of this stuff. Right. Obviously I didn't know any of that. Otherwise I would not have ever gone on. Um, and it was just interesting because then the producers pretty much like lied to me from that point forward. And I was used as like a puzzle piece, you know, for them to, um, to basically just have a story and some drama in the beginning. My goodness. That's, you know, I feel like we hear a, a lot about that from talking to different, different bachelor nation people of whether it's, you know, producers trying to be manipulative or producers trying to use you for a certain way. So that was definitely your experience was them lying to you pretty often, would you say? Oh, constantly. Like, we think you guys would be a really great match. Like, we really want you here. Um, like, just, and then, and then all the different things that I wanted to do, like I had a different entrance planned um, and they talked me out of it you know, they're like, why don't you just pretend like you don't know him? Why don't you just pretend like, you know, all these different things. And then like on our group date, when we were supposed to do the breakup thing, I had like, cause my personality is kind of silly. So I had like a rap song planned. I was going to break up with him in a rap. And they're like, why don't you use this as your chance to like say everything you've always wanted to say to any ex-boyfriend, like just making, I don't know. And like, they're so good at what they do. Um, there was, there was even a scene like on the show, um, where it made it look like I was telling all this stuff to this one girl. And I wasn't, it was one of the producers was sitting there and basically having a conversation with me about all the guys of my past. And then 
I noticed the camera behind her and I just started crying. I lost it. Cause I'm like, I know what you're going to use this for. I know what you guys are going to do. I'm like, I'm basically, and, and she had like just gained my trust. And I was basically like, I just can't believe that you really don't give a shit about me, <laughs> you know, like, and of course, yeah, they used that scene. They made it look like I was talking to Kristen from my season about things with Nick. And I wasn't, we never sat on that couch. We never had that conversation. And they basically just made me look like a psycho desperate person, which was not the case. They were lying to me the whole time. Like even the night before the limo night, I, I was ready to go home, like in the hotel. I'm like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't think it's a good idea. And the the main producer came in and was like, Hey, like, we really want you here. Like, we really think you're going to go far with Nick. Like, just from knowing him and knowing you, like you guys are such a great match and basically just convinced me to stay and them knowing that he didn't want anyone, you know what I mean? Like they just needed the drama. So, um, it was pretty interesting because even on the show, like I never said that we slept together. I, they told me they would never ask us about it. They would never ask me about it. Then as soon as they started filming the limo night, they kept pulling me inside and just asking about it, just asking about it, just asking about it. So since I never said it after the show had wrapped, they basically lied to me again, (laughs) called me and was like, Hey, like, we want to do a little intro video of you. Um, you know, like you went home so soon basically like we just want people to get to know you a little bit better. So they came to Vegas, filmed an intro with me and their producer was like, basically like, but at this point, everyone's going to know. So just tell us like, Hey, like we met at Jaden Tanner's wedding and we slept together. And so in the intro, I talked a little bit about it, but basically they edited that out and put it like in the show a bunch of times, making it sound like I talked about it. But if you like watch the show, those words never left my lips when the camera was on my face because I never said it when I was there. I didn't want to talk about it. So it was just like, I, like when I left, I just felt so violated. Like, just like, I know exactly how this is going to air. I can't believe I just effed up my life like this. (laughs) I know what people are going to think about me. I have to go tell my Christian family that I had a one night stand with this guy and, um, and basically just, I felt so embarrassed. My goodness. I I mean, I I just feel like, I just want to say, I'm so sorry for that experience because it sounds terrible. Oh my goodness. Like, and, and I guess my, uh, a follow-up question to that is just like, do you think that you were the only target or was this happening to multiple other girls on your season? I think it definitely happened to other people, but they didn't know other people. So you have to like get to know people in order to know how to target them and turn things on them. So once they figure out your story, they're going to use it. Um, and, and so I know that they definitely did that, um, like with Taylor a little bit and Corinne and that like whole situation. Um, but it was, I mean, they definitely do that. I remember, um, Jade telling me about her season and how one of the girls on her season had a kid at home. And so they would get her into a room and like show her a picture of her kid. And she'd be like, oh my gosh, I just miss him so much. And they would play that as if she was talking about the bachelor, like she was crying over the bachelor, but she was crying over her son at home that she was missing. So they call it reality TV, but it's like so twisted. 
Oh my gosh, that's so crazy to hear. I mean, obviously, now that we're older, when I was younger, I felt, you know, a little more naive watching the show and it was just all for fun. But I really like talking to people like you and others from the show and hear, getting to hear your perspective on things and really learning about, like, you know, just your side of the story. It's it's really crazy to hear that all of that happened and like Maddie said I'm sorry to hear that that happened <laughs> um it's, it's so crazy like honestly um but how did that impact you after the show like post-show did it have like a true effect on you it did because I still feel like it's something I regret doing and I mean this was five years ago and it was hard because, so my now husband and I had met a year before the show and we like dated a little bit and it just didn't work out. And then after I had gotten sent home, um, he and I reconnected, we started talking again. And then by the time the show was airing, we were dating. And so his family was seeing like what's aired of me on the show and that was really hard for me because they didn't think I had good intentions. They didn't um, trust me. And he never watched the show. My husband's like, I'm not going to watch an edited version of you. Like when I know who you are. So, um, but it was, it was hard. And then it was hard because of the messages that you get. Like so many people were like, you're such a stupid whore. Like you dumb slut, like all this stuff like that. Um, and I had to just like, I don't, you like filter your Instagram. So like certain words, if somebody types them, like they can't pop up basically. And I had to filter words like slut and whore and things like that, because that's what I was being called. And it really just made me that the positive is like, it really made me learn how to not care what people think and to be sure in who I am, because I know who I am. And I also got a lot of messages from people like, Hey, I've been following you for a long time. And like, you're not at all what the show portrayed of you and things like that. Um, and then like the community that I got to grow from it and now share my passion with, with birth work and working with moms. Um, so that that's the positive, but it definitely made me um, just have to be solid in who I am and not care what other people say or think when they don't even know you. Yeah. I mean, and I think like Joe was saying, we've talked to some people in Bachelor Nation who have said that, that it's like, you know, it was a maybe not great experience, but at the end of it, you were like, okay, I feel very confident in who I am. And like that person on the screen is not who I am. And, and that's awesome that you are able to just be so confident in who you are and, and can know, and the people who are surrounding you know that what they portrayed you as is not who you are. Um, and, and something else we were wondering is, so obviously you were at Jade's wedding. How do you guys, how did you guys know each other? We've known each other since kindergarten. So we grew up together. We went to a very small school, like our eighth grade class, there was only 12 people in it. Um, so we met in kindergarten and we were best friends all through childhood growing up. That's so that's cool. amazing. I love like childhood stories like that. It's so I feel like that doesn't really happen as often now people staying in touch like for so long. So that's really amazing to hear. Um, so did you watch the show even before like Jade was on the show? Were you like a fan of the show at all prior? No, <laughs> I didn't watch it at all. 
I watched first season, um, and which was funny because I was actually, I'd taken a job in Tanzania. And so I was like in the Serengeti and I couldn't watch it any other way except for buying it episode by episode on iTunes. So I would like buy the episode, wait forever for it to download and then like watch it. so no, I had never watched it and I didn't watch any of the seasons in between hers and mine either. Um, and then after I was on the show, I got a little bit invested, obviously, like I met Rachel, she was like a really cool girl. So then I wanted to watch her and then I watched a few seasons after, but, um, I don't really know when I lost track. I haven't watched like the last few seasons. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of understandable too. And, and did you kind of think when you were watching those seasons, the few seasons you did after like thinking, oh, are they manipulating this person? Are they manipulating that person? Like, were you able to kind of pick up on that by watching it or, or was it harder as like a viewer? Yes and no. I feel like unless you see the words coming out of their mouth and they're like having this conversation, it's just like hard to, hard to know. So I was actually a really big fan of Paradise. I felt like Paradise was something that I watched pretty early on. I mean, Jade was on it, so I watched her on it. Um, And then I watched quite a few seasons after. I don't know if I watched the last one, but I remember, I think like, wasn't it weird because of COVID or did they not do it? I don't even remember. Yeah, they they postponed this prior season. Um, So now there's like, four different seasons of people that are going to be on um this upcoming season which right. I'm really excited about right. <laughs> um, I don't know any of them so I'm like <laughs> invested whereas before like people I went on seasons with like a couple years later they'd go on like Daniel Maltby went on a couple times or like Christina like girls that um I talked with from my season um who like I still kept in touch with they would be on. So I'd watch them, you know, but now I feel like I don't really have any connection. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm sure it's fun to watch like people on screen that you know and root for them um, mm-hmm. as they're on Paradise. So um, more on a positive note, did you have any favorite behind the scenes memories that we didn't get to see air on TV? Yeah, for sure. I feel like just those relationships that you get, that you get to build, like you don't get to see that. Um, the rules of the house are like so crazy. Um, but we would go in this like back area and jog. So I remember like Daniel Maltby and I would go back there and jog and like talk. And I felt like she was somebody that I really started to open up with and like got to know. And after her one-on-one with Nick, um, like I was so excited for her, like she was so excited and I was excited for her. And I just felt like there was a lot of people there where you really root for each other. And, um, and so it was really cool. And then right before I left, um, Taylor Nolan and I were like hitting it off on like a bunch of Brene Brown books and the different things that we read, because they told me like, you can't even bring books, like they're hardcore there. And so she brought some books and I'm like, how'd you get all those here? She's like, I just told them I'm bringing them. <laughs> I'm like, cause I only brought like one book. Um, So it was, it's, I feel like it's the relationships that you start to build, um, which is really cool. And they don't show that they don't show all the girls having fun and connecting and having heart to hearts in the house. It's, you know, they pick up the, the drama and the pizzas where you are at each other's throat, you know? (laughs) Yeah, of course. So, 
Um, speaking of the women, do you still keep in touch with any of them from next season? Yeah, I keep in touch with a couple of them. Uh, Taylor and I talk every once in a while, and then Daniel Maltby and I keep in touch, and then like Christina every once in a while. Um, but I mean, I would say mostly just like on Instagram. You know, you Taylor, Danielle, and uh, and Kristen were all at my wedding, so um, they those three would probably <laughs> be the three that I've kept in touch with the most. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it is, it's nice to see when there is some sort of, you know, relationship that you can build with the girls and have that be a positive if it didn't, you know, obviously work out on the season. And I think there's a lot of that that happens throughout the season of even, especially I think in these past previous um, couple of seasons, there's like a ton of them that are, are really close, which is nice to see. Um, but kind of moving away from the bachelor a bit and talking about current life and, um, you know, what you do for a living. So can you tell us a little bit more about like what being a birth doula is and, and kind of share like how you got into that? Yeah. So a birth doula provides physical, uh, emotional and informational support to people in labor and delivery. And, uh, I got into it quite a long time ago, actually nine years ago was the first time I attended a birth as a doula, uh, but I didn't fully go for my certificate until the last couple of years. So I had started the training then I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go travel. And then I'm going to go do this. And then finally I was like, wow, I'm really passionate about this and I really want to pursue it. So, uh, I finished my certification and I've been working as a birth doula here for a couple of years now. And I absolutely love it because I feel like you get to empower people in their decision-making when it comes to birth, helping you be informed of your options, developing your birth plan so that you know that you have different options, that you're choosing a birth team and providers that are going to support you through it. And then, um, being able to be that person, the doula is that person who, is the constant who's there with you. If you're birthing at a hospital, your nurses are in and out, your doctor's in and out, but a doula is by your side the whole time. Um, same with, with midwives. Usually if it's like a home birth, the doula usually gets there first um, or a birthing center. Um, doulas sometimes will come to your home and labor with you there, then go with you to the center. So it's just kind of that constant person that gets to be there for you so that you really feel validated and heard and encouraged and supported throughout your whole birthing experience. Wow. That's so cool. I mean, I've, I've heard a little bit about it before, but, um, I mean, that just sounds so neat of, you know, of an experience and I'm sure like having that connection with the, the mothers has to be such a like neat experience for you. So how do you, I guess, kind of like work with people? Is it just people like come to you or, or like kind of, how does that work to match up with the moms? Um, who want to have you be a part of their labor? So currently uh, I'm employed at a hospital, so it's a little bit of a different situation. But before that, when I would take on private clients, people would contact me. So um, even now I get contacted, but because of my employment at the hospital, I don't really take on any births. Um, so yeah, people reach out through email, through my website, through um, phone, because I'm listed on the Dona International website since I'm certified through them. Um, and a lot of people also use doulamatch.net or .org. It's one of those two, um, to find them in your area. So usually people know that they want a doula, they look for one, um, and reach out and then you usually have an interview. So people will interview you, see if you're a good fit, and then you can move forward with a contract 
or not. I always encourage people to um, interview a few people, like interview a few doulas, unless like you already like know one that you, that you really want. Um, and just see like what vibe you get from them. Make sure that you guys are a good fit. Go through word of mouth. Uh, it's according to like the last study, which was a while ago, only about 6% of people use doulas. So I do think that it's up from that, but, um, it'd be awesome if that increased because, uh, statistics and studies show that when you have a doula present at your birth, you're 28 less like you're 28% less likely to have a cesarean. You're like 30% more likely to enjoy your experience, have fonder memories of it. You're less likely to have interventions. You're more likely to have, um, to go into labor naturally. So, uh, there's tons of benefits to having a doula. Your insurance might cover them because they're so beneficial. So if it's something that you're looking into, definitely check with your insurance to see if they will cover one for you. That's, that's amazing to hear and really um, some informational stuff for our listeners. So I hope they enjoy that. Um, and as for you, what's your favorite part of being a mom? <laughs> oh, man. I think right now, because she's 10 months old, that it's like everything that she's learning and doing. So like at the beginning, she was so clingy to me. And now as soon as my husband walks in the door, like, she wants to go to him. She wants dad. And it's so fun watching her just grow. Like she's obsessed with waving and pointing and talking and she's trying to walk. And like last night she was talking and waving in her sleep. I was like, oh my gosh, because she's just learning all these new skills right now. And so just seeing their little personalities come out and seeing the parts of you and the parts of your partner that your children have is so cool. Like sometimes she looks so much like her dad and sometimes she looks like my family. And, um, it's just, I love the curiosity of it. Like, who are you? Like, who are you becoming? And, um, just continuing to get to know her every single day. Yeah. That's so awesome. My sister, um, so I have a niece who's about seven months old now and she's like, just getting to that, you know, like you said, very curiosity and you're starting to see her personality come out and it's just so exciting to watch her grow. You're like, Oh my goodness. She's like figuring things out. (laughs) Like, you know, she's like making so many more noises and it's just so cool to see that growth with that age. So that's very exciting. And we want to give you a chance to let our listeners know where they can follow you or find you, whether they're interested um, in just like your Instagram, if you want to give us that or whatever it may be, just kind of want to give you that um, space to do that. Yeah. Well, my personal Instagram is esandos, uh, S-A-N-D-O-Z. I share a lot of my motherhood stuff on there. I share some doula tips on there. And then the podcast is miraculous mamas. Um, there's going to be some changes coming to it soon. So if you're in that season of life of wanting to start to try to conceive, um, if you're pregnant, if you're a parent, uh, it's all focused on all that. So, um, it's a great resource for that and miraculousmamas.com. There's a blog on there and you can also reach me through that as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so nice to talk with you. Um, and we're so excited for our listeners to hear this. Yeah. Some really good stuff. So yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Nice meeting you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
All right, guys, we hope you really enjoyed that interview and got some insider details about kind of what life can be like sometimes on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I think Liz had a really interesting perspective. Um, and yeah, we hope you guys really enjoyed that. And also learning a little bit about um, what a birth doula is and what they do. I think that was really interesting. Um, so yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed that. We're going to be bringing a lot of uh, more exciting things for you guys. And again, just to give you guys a reminder, um, you can use our offer code degree at adamandeve.com for 10 free tantalizing gifts plus free shipping. Again, that is offer code degree, D-E-G-R-E-E -E, at checkout at adamandeve.com for 10 free gifts plus free shipping. And don't forget that our podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp as well. And for all of our listeners, you will be getting 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash degree. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash degree for 10% off your first month. So go get started on your therapy journey. Yes, guys, go do it now. It's honestly the most amazing thing ever. Couldn't recommend it enough. And as always, we would love it if you would follow us on Spotify and subscribe on Apple. If you are if you are a listener on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us five stars and leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you guys. And as always, follow us on our Instagram at the Bachelor Degree Podcast for all your latest Bachelor news and updates from us. And um, briefly, before we sign off... Um, we did an interview with Erin Hill a couple weeks ago, and we were lucky enough to be on her podcast as well. And that episode just dropped. So make sure you go check out our interview with her as well as us being interviewed on her podcast. It was such a fun time. We're so happy that we got to chat with her. Um, so make sure to go do that as well. Yeah, it was definitely super cool to kind of do a fun little podcast swap and be on her Getting Cozy with Erin Hill podcast. Um, so yeah, give both of those episodes some love and we will be with you guys weekly to recap Katie's season of The Bachelorette and update you on all things Bachelor Nation. And as always, we will talk to you Bachelor bitches next week on The Bachelor Degree. Bye guys. Bye everyone.